I'll tell you what. What? I sold everything I had in Pinterest. I'm buying I'm buying <laughs> Lockheed Martin. I'm buying Raytheon. Northrop, Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman. Boeing. I'm buying it all, baby. I think Northrop was actually near all-time highs the other day because, yeah, the because war stocks. Because they can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> they can feel the war machine ratcheting up. They got their legs strapped on a rocket, and they're going to ride it. By the way, Emil's kidding, obviously. He doesn't own or recommend no, not. buying. Fo- you can follow my uh, ETF. It's uh, it's just called War, W-A-R. <laughs> I've got the short war one, so it's War U. All right. Ben's or, got No, war no, U. peace. P-I-C. Oh, yeah. Peace. And you're just buying into, like, uh, Pinterest. The peaceful stocks. The peaceful stocks. The ones that aren't going to war. <laughs> Shares are just getting hammered this morning. Every day they're pounding it. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that like vibrato. <laughs> Remember in, uh, uh... Remember in what? <laughs> Cable Guy, when he does the, um... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what? Yeah, not that one. Okay, When what? he sings, um... Oh. Don't you want somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth? That's pretty good. Don't you need... It's fun to do that with a dog. I was playing tug-of-war with Voodoo, and she was going, Arr! and I just go... Oh, and you go... I tap on her. No, I tap on her chin, so she goes. Ah. He gives a funny speech before it too. He talks about Altamont, I think. Oh yeah, this is uh, the the tragedy of Altamont. run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I was I'm thinking done. about in the bathroom? The miracle of soap. Did you know that people would? They used to not wash their hands before. The Eat? doctors wouldn't wash their hands before. Oh yeah. And th- they started washing their hands, and then uh, infant mortality rate like plummeted. plummeted. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it really is. What it, doctors really were a bunch of dum dums back oh, in the really day, weren't great, they? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, you got a uh, you got something going on. Eh, let's uh, smack some leeches on right. it, and we'll, <laughs> we'll really call amazing. it a day. It no, a- here have some heroin and some leeches. Different times, man. If I were, if I were. Uh, this is a bit more of a stretch, but I, I frequently think about if I were a caveman, how fucked I would be. Oh, yeah, the glasses. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to see. Just the general... Like, I'd be dead at 18. Not me. I wear contacts, which is problematic for okay, me. Okay, so you would also be dead. Mm, I would be able to see enough. You think so? I definitely wouldn't. I'd be a gatherer. I'd be a gatherer and I'd be fucking other people's wives while they're all, all, away hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you know... Gormax is out there hunting. You don't know if he's coming back. I'll take check out these berries. I'll I take found. care. Of, someone's got to watch the wives. <laughs> hey, you know I can see up close just fine, and I can see that you're lonely. What would cave ladies be named back then? Gormax is the guy. Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. You know. Sheila. Look, Gormax isn't coming back. I wouldn't. I, I'm. I'm not a good hunter, but baby, I can gather. 
And then Gormax does come back and he kicked your ass. No, he wouldn't know because me and Sheila would keep, keep it, it quiet. Yeah, we'd keep <clears> it on the down though. That's just how they did it back then. Different they were times. polyamorous. You know what I've been thinking about? Speaking of different times. What? I keep. Have you been seeing the trailer for Death on the Nile? No. You know what it is? No. Remember like the Moses? murder on the Orient Express? Yes. So like it's the same thing. It's the same uh, same famous detective. But in the trailer, same thing with the murder on the Orient Express. He okay. like <laughs> he walks like there's been a murder. And then they're, they're like, what are we gonna do? And then he walks in and he's like, I am Akubara. What? <laughs> That's his name. Akubara? No. It sounds like a car. He says it all fucked up. Uh-huh. Because he's like French or something. <laughs> uh-huh. I only know it because I read one of the books. It's Agatha Christie. And I'm like, that's how you fucking say it? He says, Akubara? Wow. That reminds me. Um, Akubara. But back in the day, I'm like, but they all go, oh, holy shit. That's the fucking detective we like. That's funny. Um, oh, yeah, before we get started, uh, check the disclaimer in the description box. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of mispronouncing names, one of my favorite books, Sirens of Titan by oh, Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, dude. Great book. This happened to me. What? Do you know this story? No, but this literally, okay, so, I went up. I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. So the main character's name is spelled M-A-L-A-C-H-I. And you called him Malachi? I called him Malachi. Me and too. I was playing Halo. A couple of years after that, playing Halo 3 online with a little plug-nosed 12-year-old kid in the South, and I kept, I, I actually didn't know what he sounded like until uh, we were in the lobby together, but we were playing team doubles, and we were getting our asses kicked. I was getting my ass kicked. He was whipping ass, but his name was Malachi, and I just was going, Malachi, Malachi, grenade, grenade, and then I'd get blown up. <laughs> Malachi, Malachi, help me. <laughs> I'd get killed. I'm just getting my ass whooped, and I'm dragging him down. Malachi, Malachi, this, that, this, that. And then we lost horribly. And he turns on his microphone in the, uh, in the lobby and he goes, you fucking suck. <laughs> and my name's pronounced Malachi, dumbass. And then, he, and then he left. And I was like, oh my fucking God, Malachi, of course. This whole time, years, I, was, I thought it was Malachi. Mine's way worse because I was older. Uh-huh. Well, I was in my 20s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was in my 20s. And I was, you know, a date to a wedding mm -hmm. and I was like connecting with this guy. He was like super smart. And we started talking about books and Kurt Vonnegut came up <laughs> uh -huh. and he brought up Sirens of Titans. And I was like, oh, dude, fucking Malachi. <laughs> and he was like, Malachi. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. Wow. So that's why, yeah. We're, it looks like fucking Malachi. It looks like Malachi. I read the book like four or five times before I played Xbox with this kid who who called me a dumbass and said, it's Malachi. God damn it. Yeah, Malachi Constant. Malachi. Malachi Constant. Fuck. It's a great book, you guys. You I wish Kurt Vonnegut was still alive so he could come out and be like, it's actually Malachi. I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan, the Australian ass doctor. Uh, hey, Ryan, I he heard a lot of a lot of people were talking about the ass pain and they identified with it. But then here comes Ryan. He's a he's a proctologist or a, an ass doctor, whatever you want to call it, in Australia, and he he DM'd me on Instagram and we had a cool conversation. Also, shout out to our friend Beth. Wait, that reminds me. What I've been getting people. DMing me about 
precordial catch. And oh like, yeah, I, I saw a few that. comments about that. It's, yeah, we're saving lives. Yeah, or this could be like a, you know how kids on TikTok think like they develop tics and like disorders that they don't yes. have. It could be that. Yeah, where we're just giving everybody um, <laughs> what is that called? Where you can't, where you think that you got something. But oh, you don't. Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen. By proxy. <laughs> Talking about like hypochondria. Oh, Munchausen is a thing, though. It's like when you convince someone. It sounds like a great cereal, doesn't it? It does. Munchausen with some almond milk. So we should we should make up a disease and see if people tell us they have it. Homies disease. (laughs) (laughs) Homies. Did you see? Oh, I sent it to you. What? The girl two 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 souls one bod. Oh yeah, uh, I, that's a whole topic for another time. All these people who think that they've got all sorts of disorders, but they're really—I mean, they do have a disorder. They're—they're they're nuts. Well, she like got outed, and they shut down her account. Ah. And, yeah, outed is what being a a joke, made making it all up. Yeah, yeah. But well. the the worst thing for that for me was when my friend sent it to me. I went, I looked at it, and I said, "Holy shit, is this real?" And he was like, "No." What do you mean real? Like. <laughs> Do you think magic exists and these people have two souls trapped in their body? And I was like, oh. Yeah. For those of you not in the know, it's a it's a tick it's an emerging TikTok trend among young people who claim that they have like essentially multiple personalities, multiple souls living in one body. She was saying she had two souls trapped in her body. Yeah. One was Jesse, one was James, real original. Yeah. Um <laughs> and they would like talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a it's a really weird time. Um, oh yeah, so Beth Beth is training for the LA Marathon and she's oh, been yeah. listening to us while she runs. So hey Beth, good hey, job. Hey Beth, keep keep, keep hoofing it. Yeah, keep hoofing it, those sub 10 minute miles. Uh, the burp jar is on eBay, so go bid on it. Wow, the current bid is $207.50? Hell yeah. Jeez Louise. Oh, got we got f- eight watchers too. Wow. Uh, how many bids? Eight watchers, how many bids? Where does it say Four that? bids. Four bids. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, koala not included. Koala not included. Koala not included. It'll be up until four days left. Monday. Monday. It'll be up until Monday. So get your bids yeah. in. All proceeds go to the Australian Wildlife Conservancy. We are going to save some koalas. Yeah. If we save one, it'll be worth it. If we save none, it'll it'll it won't be worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, they got chlamydia. Those koalas. And they're all always high or something. Yeah, they're crazy. They're also dumb as rocks. Me and Ben share a lot with koalas. Yeah. Oh, we do. Dumb Except as for the, shit. Dumb as shit. Minus just the, the STDs. Super chlamydia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just riddled with chlamydia. Constantly high. No. No, I haven't been high in a while. Uh, uh, there's a lot to get to this week. Man, I guess we just got to get right into it, huh? Tesla oh, had don't. earnings. We could do whatever we want. Tesla had earnings, and at first it was up, and then now it's down big today. Microsoft had earnings. It was down and then up. And that's just... Uh, we're going we're gonna to get, get, get into a little bit of some lessons here in a moment. But the big thing, the big headlines this week, a lot of people are freaking out because stocks are nearing what's called correction territory. A correction is when the market drops 10%. Um, and then 20% would be a, a, like a bear market. But it's scary, you well, know? And this is really big because a lot of these retail traders who have gotten in in the past year... Are, have never experienced right. something like this. So I wanted to share a this guy who I follow on Twitter, Ryan Dietrich, is uh, a really smart dude, and his tweet reads, Stocks are nearing a correction. 
this isn't fun, but it is part of the process sometimes, which is certainly true. And so he goes on to list, this is why he's such a valuable follow for me. Here's a list of all the other corrections since 1980. Each felt really bad as well. A year later, they were up 25% on average and higher 90% of the time. Two years out gets even better. So basically what this means is that <clears throat> even every correction since 1980, and he lists them all right here. There's 1980, 81, 82, 83, 87, 89, and so on and so forth, all the way up to 2020. A year later, on average, the S&P is up 25%. And two years later, on average, the S&P is up 37%. So, like he says, it's it it feels bad, it's not fun, but it's a healthy thing for markets cuz they, you know, they can get a bit frothy and then you got to kind of reset, so to speak. Um but <clears throat> Jesus H, I keep effing having to clear my throat. I got man. the same thing going on. I don't know what it is. It's COVID-19 with Lyme. I hope not. Oh man. Hey, whatever happened to 7 Up? The fuck happened to 7 Up? What do you mean? Where'd it go? I don't fucking know. You don't have any ads for it. You don't hear about it anymore. Make seven up yours. Yeah, remember that? I used to have an uncle who would tell me as a kid, and I believed him, he would say, because <clears throat> he didn't have much money, and he'd be like, yeah, it sucks. I was hard at work, and I made one up, two up, three up, four up, five up, and six up, and I gave up, and I said, you know what? These, these, It's never going to go anywhere. And then some guy comes along and makes seven up. Oh, God, that's such a shitty uncle joke. God damn. That's not, that's so bad. That's worse than what I would come up with. Ugh. Tell your uncle I said, fuck you. <laughs> He's dead. Okay. And then, oh, he is? <laughs> All right. Well, rest in peace. So <laughs> then also, we've got some, some big shit happening this week, uh, unless you've been living under a rock. And if you are, how, how's the rent? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, not that, <laughs> that's not that good. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this country called Russia is maybe thinking about invading Ukraine. And, and again, this country called USA is thinking about maybe going to war. Yeah. So um, I don't mean to sound callous and like calculated, but to, to quote the Stoics, you should only focus on what you can control. And obviously we can't control any of this stuff. But what we can do is control our reaction to it. And... It's going to potentially suck for a lot of people in certain parts of the world, but how might that, you know, people are inevitably going to ask, well, how's that going to affect my money and how's that going to affect the stock market? So another thing from, from Ryan, um, I believe, is uh, what could happen and what historically does happen with um, conflicts. So, yeah, we've got this article here. And he, he says it, uh, to quote him, as devastating as a major conflict could be between Russia and Ukraine, the truth is stocks likely will be able to withstand the geopolitical struggle. In fact, looking back at the other major geopolitical events throughout history reveals stocks usually take them as a non-event. So he goes back and he lists uh, several geopolitical events um, to try to, you know, quell our collective kind of fears. There's... Uh, the, Jesus, this is like yeah, the darkest a, I know. list of God. Oh my God! So, uh, should we start at the top? Just, <laughs> just so you guys know, the market doesn't care if there's a Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, yeah, the market he, doesn't care <laughs> the if there's a London subway bombing. The market doesn't care about the Munich Olympics. They don't care if Reagan got shot. Honey, I forgot to duck. The Tet Offensive. 
a, a mere blip. You. Um, so the Saudi Aramco drone strike. That's an interesting. Kick rocks. There's the the one that I see U.S. terrorist attacks, and I'm like, what one is that? Yeah, what happened oh, on nine eleven? What happened nine eleven? But it doesn't. Be see, more he doesn't specific. call it. He doesn't call it nine eleven. That's interesting. Maybe he's British and he knows it as no. This guy's nine. not British. <clears throat> but it is. You know. It, well, nine eleven was different because they shut down the entire market for a whole week. They just said, all right. You know, I believe the SEC has the authority. They are the only ones who have the authority to shut down the entire market for like, I think they can shut it down up to 90 days. They have the authority to they were with, so with like notice to the president. They were like, just shut it down, man. Well, yeah. And that's the, that's the right thing to do. Cause you got to give everybody time to kind of process and, um, damn yeah. Pearl Harbor took a big fucking, well, yeah, that was WW2. But anyway, the point is <laughs> yeah, that I know what it ge- <laughs> geopolitical. Wait, when did Pearl Harbor The World War II. It was Japan going, you know what? We're bringing the Americans into the fight because we're... Quit fucking around, FDR. Get in here. We're all having fun. They were. <laughs> they're all splashing around in the bathtub. Yeah. Hey, did you ever... Speaking of splashing around in the bathtub... Did sorry, I ever this take is... a bath with my brother? I was going to say, did you ever pee next to your brother and make the streams cross? Oh, yeah. Over the toilet. Yeah, I did that too with my brothers. Really weird to look back at. Because I'm like, how did it not get pee everywhere? Absolutely everywhere. But I guess we probably, we probably crossed did. it further into the toilet. Your parents probably had to clean up the toilet bowl. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, Mom, if you're watching this, let me know if you had to <laughs> clean up our pee. Uh, so like Emil said, lots of new traders are now facing quite the different, um, quite the different market. They're used to the meme stocks, buying the dip. Everything goes stocks up. Stocks only go up. Cryptos. I uh, buy and then it goes up and yeah. then I sell. It is funny. I was reading a Bloomberg article and they were talking about like, yeah, they just don't, these new retail traders don't know exactly what to do yes. with themselves in this situation. And even the ones who are like, oh, I'm going to be smart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move my money out of the stock market and, and into crypto because that's not going to do anything. Double whammy of an yeah, ass And then they move it out of there, put it into crypto, and then that goes down. Yeah. My biggest <clears> fear <throat> is for those of you who sold stocks before December 31st of 2021 and booked profit... You are now going to be taxed on those profits, no matter what happens to your money now. So if you made, let's say, $50,000 in the stock market last year and you sold before the end of the year, that is a booked gain for tax year 2021. And let's say January 1st, your money takes a $30,000 hit. Uncle Sam doesn't care. The IRS doesn't care. You still owe him on that. Graham Stephan said the IRS is a good guy. (laughs) No, he came on here and he said he's a good guy. The IRS? Yeah. Well, no. He lied. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. Someone lying. <laughs> uh, so I, I wanted to give a little bit of, um, like, uh, uh, okay, because it's not advice, but it's like how I trade personally in, in corrections. When No the, one else do this. When Well, because, okay, there's two types of people out there. There are the, the aspiring and experienced traders the people who trading who are trading in the short term to make money like trading and then there's the people the smarter people who are just investing and are not worried about you know you can worry a little bit but you're but still you're sticking to just yeah, if you're old you if probably won't even remember this yeah in five exactly years. you probably won't and and that's not you know we're not saying to do anything yeah but you just it's not something where you're gonna get in and try to actively time the market but for someone like me, who's a trader, I made a, a little list of the things that that I try to do when volatility is higher. And if 
for those of you who don't remember, the volatility index is something called the VIX, the V-I-X. You can pull it up. You can look at it. I think currently it's like just under 30, if not back above 30. That's pretty high. Okay, that's high. That's a high volatility. What's it usually at? Eh, well, it's not you. It, yeah, it's at 3184. Wow, it's about to go green on the day. And it what's just it, what's oh. it been at? Uh, it's uh, a, a compl- uh, not a complacent market, but a calm market has the VIX in the teens um, or the low 20s. And for most of 2021, it was below 20 with occasional spikes above 20 into 25. But then, you know, usually it comes back down. Um, so when the VIX, and it just went green on the day. Ah, crap. And I hope that all my <laughs> positions at home are doing okay. <laughs> ah, anyway. So when the VIX is high, it means to be nimble. Like, or it doesn't mean that, but <clears throat> I, I, my general rule is when the VIX, when volatility is high, I'm nimble. I'm trying not to hold positions overnight because you could be, you could buy something and it's going it closes at the high of the day and only to open, you know, down 10% the next day. So when volatility's high, I'm nimble, I'm taking profits, I'm ringing the register constantly. Okay, I bought this and I, you know, it bounced like I played uh I played Square a couple times this week. AKA Block, it's now called Block. But I bought it at the low of the day and it jumped up a couple points and boom, I rang the register. 500 bucks, 600 bucks, boom. I'm not holding it overnight because volatility's high, right? Yeah, it just went green. It's 32. You don't know what you're gonna get. So that <clears throat> that uh, the other thing is things can go in like how in a bull market things can go a lot higher than you think. When things start to turn south, they can go a lot lower than you think, and they can stay low and cause a lot of pain. So with that, don't be a hero. Don't try to catch a falling knife, as they say. You can wait. Wait for everybody else to kind of figure out the price discovery that's going on. Wait for everybody. Wait for the market to kind of pick a direction because volatility means it's volatile. It's There's no defined direction. It's still a very, very hectic. And if you look at what's been going on, it's like up today, down tomorrow, up today, down tomorrow. Big amounts, like 2 3%. Those are big moves. So you got to be careful. So the other thing is... In high volatility markets, I'm paying attention to macro events, bigger events like what's going on with Russia, like the Fed, because the Fed has been a big part of what has turned the market on its side, because the Fed is basically saying, hey, the easy money part of what we've been doing is coming to an end, and we are raising interest rates. Powell wants to raise interest rates, bring it into the quantitative quantitative easing. And it's annoying because I personally think the dude should have done it way uh, many, many months ago. Because now he's in a rock, in between a rock and a hard place where it's like he raises interest rates, you spook the market, which could, could maybe down the line trigger a recession. But if he does nothing, you've got inflation running rampant. Well, I find it weird how many people have been calling for this to happen for so long and now it's happening. And yeah. I feel like a lot of those same people are like, oh my God. Everything's going to implode. Yeah. It's, you're like, this is what you've been calling for to happen. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it takes a while. Like peop- when they first hinted that they were going to slow down and raise interest rates, the market kind of, you know, said, okay, whatever. Well, it's going to happen later. For now, it's still easy money. 
Um, and then before you know it, it starts to roll over and it actually starts to signal, okay, shit, things are getting real. And rising interest rates means that, uh, uh, yeah, the, the easy rising interest rates will affect growth stocks the most, AKA stocks that are priced for future growth that they don't yet necessarily have. So these are stocks that are are valued a lot higher than maybe they deserve to be because it's a speculative market and it's a bull market. So you give these growth stocks a bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Those are typically the first ones to get whacked. And that's what's been happening. A lot of the growth stocks have been getting whacked, which will bring, I will touch on that in a second. But another thing, so just back to the volatility thing, pay attention to whether institutions are stepping in to buy, especially with like options. And two of the accounts that I like to follow is one called Unusual Whales, and then there's Wall Street Jesus. Both of these accounts track um, unusual options purchases, which can be vague. You don't really know. Like, okay, they may be a big call option purchase, which seems bullish, but it might be a hedge on a short. You don't really know. But typically, I look for big options purchases in some of the leaders like Amazon, Apple, uh, Microsoft, et cetera, Google, for a signal that, okay, like some of the big money is stepping in again to take advantage of these lower prices and maybe things are starting to turn around and then you keeping an eye on the VIX. I know there's a lot of shit going on here and there's a lot. Last thing, look at your charts. Look at your charts. So I look at, I man, there's this is so discombobulated. I feel like why I don't know. I just feel like I'm all over the place. I feel like this is good info. People oh, are going to okay. be excited about this. So when I'm looking at a chart, um, there's this one indicator that's pretty much a default on any chart. If you if you look at um, like Trading View, is called the RSI, which is the Relative Strength Index, um, which just or indicator indicator. Excuse me, the Relative Strength Indicator. It's not an index. Uh, but it shows exactly what the name implies, relative strength. And I think 30 is the level of like oversold. 70 is approaching overbought. And a lot of these stocks lately are in the oversold territory. But like I said, it can stay that way for a lot longer. But that can kind of help inform a good risk-reward profile. So using Square again as an example. I was looking at Square. It's been just absolutely clobbered. And I think as of today, it's down like it's it's down like it's tenth or eleventh day in a row. But the RSI on it is like nine, which is so low. But that doesn't mean it's guaranteed to bounce. So what I do then is I look at the volume. The volume can tell you a lot about whether you're near a near-term bottom. And you're looking for capitulation, the pain of just like, okay, so many people are just getting absolutely fucked, and there's a big uh, transfer from buyers to sellers and vice versa. Just like you want to look for a big rush of volume toward a low. And if you look at the square daily chart, there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of that in a lot of these stocks that have gotten their asses whooped. Um, the other thing, uh, yeah, like I said, things can go lower than you think. But so then what I do is I look at the weekly charts too. I take that 30,000 foot view that I've talked about. So like square, I look at the weekly chart and you can see, I'm not going to pull it up because we're trying to stay friendly to our audio listeners. But if you look at the weekly chart on Square, it bounced almost perfectly to a level that hadn't been seen since like 2018. I think it was about $100 a share. 
and it bounced perfectly on Monday on heavy volume with the RSI pretty oversold. So what that does for me as a trader is it gives me a very well-defined risk-reward profile. So I'm like, okay, that's a good area to watch as my stop loss. Like $100 a share is a nice general area, maybe a couple bucks below because it could creep below and trigger a bunch of people's stop losses who are thinking the same thing. But sure enough, it bounced from $100 to $120. I didn't get it exactly, but, you know, I got it at like 108 I sold it like 118 It's 10 bucks a share. That's great. It's, uh, it's lunch money, milk money. We're so, going out to lunch. We're going out to lunch, baby. So take profits. You got to manage your risk if you're trading in these uh, high volatility um, environments. And last but not least, don't be afraid to do nothing. Sometimes no trade is a trade in itself. That's what they say. That is what they say. Sit on those hands. Make them numb. <laughs> make them numb and then, you know. Hodl till you can't hold no more. Oh, God. I fucking hate that. So what is going on, buddy? Tell, tell us what's going on with Russia. Well, I'll tell you what. What? I sold everything I had in Pinterest. I'm buying... I'm buying fucking Lockheed Martin. I'm buying Raytheon. Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman. Grumman uh, fucking Boeing. I'm buying it all, baby. I think Northrop was actually near all-time highs the other day because, yeah, the because war stocks. Because they can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> they can feel the war machine ratcheting up. They got their legs strapped on a rocket, and they're going to ride it. By the way, Emil's kidding, obviously. He doesn't own or no, recommend not. buying. Fo you can follow my uh, ETF. It's uh, it's just called War, W-A-R. <laughs> I've got the short war one, so it's War U. <laughs> Some of them are like, that's what they do with the inverse ETFs is they just smack a U on there. All right. Ben's or, got no, war no, U. peace. P-I-C. Oh, yeah. Peace. And you're just buying into like uh, Pinterest. And, and like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pinterest in the... The peaceful stocks. The peaceful stocks. The ones that aren't going to war. So, yeah, they're... they're... So, Russia is amassing troops at the Ukrainian border. Yeah. Uh, USA is not doing anything to help. They seem to be ramping up the tensions. They're... Uh... Joe Byron. Joe Byron. Big boop. What is it? Bing bong. Bing bong. They're, uh, they're saying they got 8,500 troops at the ready. Yeah. A coalition of the willing. They're sending lethal aid, which is a, oh, yeah. <laughs> a, an insane way to say it. Guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're sending hundreds of pounds of lethal aid. It's going to be a mess. Lethal aid. You know who's got lethal aid? Cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop, or I will use but no, my I mean, lethal aid. It is fucking scary i don't know what's gonna happen i really don't want there to be a war i also yeah. it feels a little, a little ridiculous i think it's a lot of like uh chest chest puffing and dick measuring i think um all over what like us wanting fucking ukraine to become a part of nato why like just get like uh, to if keep russia in check diplomatic way to go in and be like yeah we just won't have ukraine become a member of nato yeah. And let's fucking be done with this. They I should do it, though. We should settle the, the, the problem the way Russians know how with chess. Russians famously love chess. Do they? Yeah, they love chess, potatoes, and vodka. Then we're going to have to. That's all you can do in Siberia. We're going to have to go around to public parks all across the city and find <laughs> uh, men who, who just sit at chess boards all day yeah. and send them to Russia to play chess. I guess. Settle However, the score we're gonna, once and for be all. That's better than fucking having two nuclear powers. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason the reason Russia wants 
that part of Ukraine is I, I read because it's um, they need they I don't know why they've waited this long, but they need a good port city because all their ports are like frozen because they're all in the the frozen. Oh, tundras. they just need a port. Give it to them. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is about. Ukraine, get, Ukraine. Give them the port. Give them the port. Give them the port. Just, just. What? But then they they just took Crim- Crimea. Crimea. Yeah, Crimea River. Because uh, Russia ain't got no port. <laughs> Crimea's right on the sea. Yeah, so you would think that they'd be happy with that. Russia's never happy. That's that's no. one thing I know about the Russian You could people. give them all the potatoes and vodka and chess in the world, and they, they would don't still they just want, want more, more, more. Now we want pierogi. Look, anyway. I don't, I don't want 85. Also, it's not like the 8,500 troops would go to Ukraine, I think. They would go to other NATO countries and bases, and probably. But also, that's just a recipe for disaster, man. Like, Europe can hit any of those bases from where they are. Then it's just like, what the fuck? It's weird to think about there being conventional war anymore in the age of of nuclear bombs. Yeah, because it's like, why would you even? Why would you even think about having people shooting at each other when you've got airplanes, drones, nukes, like? Right. It's 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 a weird thing. If to you're me. gonna send troops, if you vote to send troops, uh-huh. you have to have your kid be a part of those troops. That's interesting. What if you don't have kids? Then you gotta go. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So. So that's what's going on in Ukraine. But the I market pers- doesn't care. Yeah. I. You know. I was reading on on Twitter, which is famously a very reliable source of information for all things geopolitical uh, problems, but. Some someone shared that Ukraine leaders were saying that an invasion is not imminent, and that they're just they're kind of used to it. This is a normal thing, which which makes me think like, man, you know, America probably just wants war. Joe, yeah, we Joe were, Byron probably wants war. We were talking about this, and I was trying to look more into it. So the the U.S. was getting very aggressive and being like, all diplomatic officials need to leave Ukraine now. Yeah. It's, it's it's getting bad. It's about it's to go down. And so them and the UK, I think, are in the process of moving out all their diplomatic officials. Yeah. But the rest of the the EU has been like... EU? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the EU was like, nah. And Ukrainian officials were like, yeah, it's not great that they're amassing all these troops, but there's no imminent threat yeah. i don't fucking know man you know i, don't, I just don't want to live through another war i don't think we're gonna go to war and for that matter we need to stop doing war because in my opinion we're bad we're bad. bad and we should have the leaders just duke it out either via arm wrestling or some kind no, it's of it's got to be cooler than arm wrestling. it's got to be like an academic decathlon like it and in, in billy madison some kind of contest of wits strength yeah there's got to be a physical element yeah to, the problem is joe biden is gonna he's gonna yeah get i know we state. need a good we, you know what we need we need to elect a good grappler a smart a, a well-read grappler in his 30s are you talking about me you're not do you know how to do jujitsu i could figure it out jujitsu there's a there's a Jew joke in there somewhere. Don't make it. <laughs> Don't make it. Jujitsu consists of. Oh, <laughs> it's great because you, you did can't a, catch me. You did a clumsily knocked off something off yeah, the nightstand as a. Uh... Jujitsu involves going. Hey, look over there. <laughs> you turn around and I'm gone. <laughs> oh, that's ju- that's good. That's jujitsu. Ben is Jewish. Yeah. Anyway. Just- 
to clarify. Uh, we uh, should we talk about the other stuff? What what, what uh, the other big thing this week? Speaking so this is to tie oh, it around. But, to, but yeah, to tie it in a knot, just uh, war is bad, but you know. Don't be it a is. sucker. Buy in, you know? <laughs> Check out my war ETF. I mean, if we're going, you might as well make a little money. Yeah. It, it is interesting to look at, um, let's see, Boeing, BA, Northrop, NOC. Um, or is that Northrop? Northrop's ticker symbol is NOC? You would know. I don't know. I don't know. But also, oh, God. It's just, it's gross. Oh, uh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Honestly, that might be why we're so excited to go. Yeah, because they got <laughs> powerful. The war machine is a very powerful thing, and it's a big lobby. And they're like, Joe, you left Afghanistan. Yeah. What are we doing? Hey, buddy, we got we got dividend payments to make to our shareholders. Also, fuck, everyone being like, we got to go save Ukraine. It's like, Do oh, we? just thinking about Afghanistan and like that fucking video they just released of the drone strike we did after the whole airport oh, yeah. debacle. And they were like, Joe Biden was like, we need to let them know that this will not stand. Yeah. And then someone was like, uh, so Joe, we actually killed, um, <laughs> it was a guy who worked for a U.S. organization and then we killed seven of his kids. And he's like, it's okay. We, we, we sent them a, a clear lesson. You know, I will say this. A war in Europe would be so romantic. Oh, yeah. Like, World War II was so romantic. Right, just like, the Eiffel Tower, but also the rubble yeah. all around. All it. the white girls in America who adopt pit bulls and are into pinup culture would freak. They would yeah. love another European and they war. St- they studied abroad in Praha. Praha? You mean Prague? Yeah. Is that what Prague is? Something like yeah. that. That would know. be You'd cool. Bring ask... back the green fatigues. None of this desert stuff. Yeah, we'll have to dust off all the stuff. Yeah, think I would. I would sign up because then I could go fall in love with a French wife. Mm. Yeah. Go go to the countryside. Be like, I'm fighting for your country, girl. And That's be where like, they invented the blowjob. French? The blowjob didn't exist. No and, way. Uh, yeah. Everyone no way. was like, this is so bad. We've got to figure out a new sex. And, <laughs> and the American soldiers were in France. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and French girls were like, uh, yeah, you have heard of uh, French kissing? And um, that's how it happened. No way. Look You're telling me in the roaring 20s they weren't sucking each other off? No one was sucking. No one was sucking. Just fucking. No, no person ever thought, hey, baby, why don't you, you know, try, no try something else here? It happened, I think it was right after they stormed Normandy. An American <laughs> soldier was like, if I don't get my He dicks- came back to the front line, sir, I've got news from the, <laughs> the French countryside. It was all worth it. <laughs> oh, God. That's nah, pretty cool, though. I made that up. Oh, you did? You did? Because I really believed it. Yeah. I really am gullible. Okay. Now, they've been sucking since, honestly, probably cave times. Yeah. Cave times? Cave Gormax. Times. Gormax. <laughs> Gormax was getting sucked on the reg. Well, Gormax came back and was like, you know what? Your punishment for banging my wife, now you got to suck me off. Now you and I'd be like, God damn it. I wish I had better eyesight. No, you're like, worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, worth it. Hey, for Sheila, this is worth it. <laughs> because I got news for you, Gormax. She sucked me. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell is sucking? Well, I'm about to show you, pal. And, he goes, and you go, have you ever heard of World War II, my man? Well, this is where it's going to be from in the future. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're looking forward to a European war. <laughs> 
Yeah, it would be very romantic though. So romantic. Anyway, we got Ark. Ark had their big ideas 2022. What is Ark, you might ask? Ark has become the sort of proxy for all growth stocks. We've talked a lot about Ark. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy Wood. Wood. Kathy Wood is um probably the most optimistic, optimist, future forward-looking bullish bull out there and ARK is her flagship ETF. Well, there's many ARK ETFs. There's ARKK, there's ARKF, ARKQ, I think. RFK Jr., <laughs> JFK. <laughs> there is no JFK. He's dead. He got shot in the head. RFK Jr. too. Oh, did you see his son? Yeah. Married oh, to that's Hine. RFK Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Big, like, anti-vax yeah, guy. Big, big. She had to come out and be like, uh, you know, crazy times. We actually differ on a lot of things. Imagine you had to do that with your spouse. Yeah. Oh man. I can't imagine. Boy, Hitler's wife must have had a hell of a time with that. I don't know if he was married. He had a girlfriend, Eva Braun. Oh yeah, yeah. He was actually really nice to her. She struggled. <laughs> <laughs> she struggled with a lot of depression and he seemed to quite We gotta cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can leave it in. Okay, we got to stay on focus here. Okay, so ARC every year does what's called their big ideas thing where they put out this like 120-page PDF all about the 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 industries that they think are going to be disruptive and blah, 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 all that shit. And they've done it, I believe the first year they did it was 2018 because I searched for 2017 and there was nothing. So There was no big ideas. There was no, they did, but it was just like a note from Kathy Wood saying, you know, some shit about whatever, but so and some guy opened it. And was like, it's just a note from Kathy. It's like some shit about whatever. So uh, I, I, so, so the first thing we we got some images here to pull up. These are the major innovation industries where Kathy thinks Kathy and her cohort thinks is going to see the most growth. We've got mobile connected devices, digital wallets, blockchain, battery I hate technology. This fucking chart. I know. Battery technology, autonomous mobility, reusable rockets, uh, internet of things, cloud computing, genome editing, genome sequencing, living therapies, AI, robotics, 3D printing, and it's this like um connected mishmash of how they're all like AI is connected to cloud computing. Connected to autonomous mobility. But some of them go nowhere. Look at that one coming out of Internet of Things, right? <laughs> and it goes right to the line from AI to mobile connected devices, and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all hogwash. Well, it's not hogwash, but anyway, then then the next, what was the next uh, image, 1.1 that I had up here? Oh, yeah, we believe that five innovation platforms will generate significant equity market returns over the long term. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, <laughs> but they said five. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, well, because the one is the non-innovation oh, right, equity. Right, 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 right. But yeah, the main ones are AI, battery technology, blockchain, robotics, and gene sequencing. By the way, they believe <clears throat> that by 2030, so in eight years, all of these industries together will be worth a cumulative, what is it, 250 trillion? No, 200. So they forecast that these disruptive innovation technologies will be worth $210 trillion. $210 trillion by 2030. Whereas the current U.S. market for the entire stock market is only valued at $45 trillion currently. So those are some ambitious numbers. 
that I am like, yeah, you know, I definitely agree that all of these things are going to be very disruptive. Will they be disruptive to the tune <clears throat> of $210 trillion? Right. I don't know about that. And the thing is, most of their forecasts, they like to cite rights law. Um, so much so that when you Google rights law, ARC pops up. It's the first thing that pops up. It's not even like a, a, a Wikipedia page on rights law. ARC pops up. And rights law, with a W, uh, says that for every doubling of units produced, costs will fall by a constant percentage. So it, it's just, yeah, it's pretty much every slide is like, according to rights law, this is where we get all of our shit. But so I went back into their, I did a little fun exercise, and I went back to their 2018 big ideas to see if their forecasts from then had played out at all. And the first one was very striking. It was their air taxis. By the early 2020, this is from 2018. By the early 2020s, ARC believes air taxis should be able to transport a passenger to the airport for the same price as a taxi, but in a fraction of the time. Oh, wow. They were dead on. Here they we were are so dead on. In the early 20s. And Taking my favorite way to go to the airport. Air taxi. It was with an air taxi. Oh, it's so fun. It's so nice. It's so nice. Um, and... Obviously, that did not pan out. So they still have like this same kind of slide in their current big ideas <clears throat> thing. But yeah, I mean, they do have Ubercopter. They have Blade. I actually flew on a Blade once. Um, and let me tell you, I don't know if this whole autonomous air taxi, because that's the thing is that she's they're talking about them being like autonomous drone taxis. Yeah, It was scary enough for me to take a helicopter by the way, the only reason I did it was because I got like $100 off. It normally costs like 200 bucks, and I got it for like 95 bucks, which was almost the price of an Honestly, Uber. Honestly, you could an Uber to JFK? Costs like 80, 85 <laughs> yeah. bucks. 15 more dollars. I had to go all the way from Brooklyn to the other side of Manhattan. <laughs> oh, so you, you had to Uber it. up there. No, I had to take the train oh, and yeah. then a bus. <laughs> but it was worth it for a five-minute helicopter ride, let me tell you. It was just me and the pilot. And it was, it was, you know, it was cool, but it was scary because, yeah, it was my first time in a helicopter, and I would not trust a fucking autonomous drone. I don't know what, like, what, would you trust that? Would you just hop in a drone? And, no way. And, yeah, no way, right? No way. Why? Well, I, I don't trust it. I think I'd miss it, too. You know, I like having my driver. I, I feel like I'd miss having to, every 45 seconds, just go, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, how long you been driving? You know, having the conversation. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. My favorite type of Uber driver is the guy who's got his Bluetooth in and he's having a conversation with a relative back home, and every so often <clears throat> he's just like whisper talking. Maybe that's just you because he doesn't. He's saying shit about you. Yeah, I got this fucking kid in my car. He fucking smells and he's ugly. He won't stop staring at me. <laughs> He won't stop asking to change the temperature. I do miss taxi drivers. Yeah. I'm like I still take a cab if I'm in New York. Yeah, you can still do it, but Ubers have taken over so much. Yeah. Now it's like I hate getting in and like the guy's like is is this the way you want to go? It's like I don't fucking know. Yeah. I used to get in a cab and it's just like Twang. Yeah, they know where to go. Those medallion things, I did not even know that you had to like have a medallion and it costs like a million dollars. Oh, just yeah, to there have was a crazy cab. story with it because the, I remember the cabbies were drowning in debt and the Uber was just pushing them out. Yeah, was, a lot of them went on hunger strike in the fall mm -hmm. and 
to get either debt forgiven or to restructure the way the debt is paid. And uh, they won. They won a lot of concessions. It's great. They won some free food, I hope. They were hungry. Oh, yeah. They were hungry. Hungry boys. I'm sure they were. I would never last on a hunger strike, let me tell you. No, that would, I mean, we were talking about cavemen. That's my biggest, I get so hungry, you know, I like. Who's verifying that you're doing the hunger strike anyway? You're at home. You're, you're, no, you're they were like out on the steps of the of the just uh, staying out there of City Hall. Yeah, where do they piss and shit? Uh, in the mayor's office. He has to let you. That man got a toilet in there. <laughs> the mayor? You tell me. You tell me that the mayor got a toilet. <laughs> Eric Adams put the first one in. Huh? Bill De Blasio yeah. was shitting and pissing in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to abuse Adderall in my early twenties. And I was working as a driver in Los Angeles. I would have to pee so often. I did have to pull over a few times. It does make pee you pee. A bottle. Yeah. Well, because I would drink so much water. Right. To yeah. Anyway, uh, she also predicted in 2018 that electric vehicle sales would eclipse 17 million units, 17 million cars sold in 2022. Kathy Wood had a, a way different vision for yeah. uh, the early 20s. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and I mean, she's close because. Well, last year, really. just we, about four and a half million electric vehicles got sold, so th- that would have to triple this year. <laughs> she it, said it was going to be like 17. Yeah, they, they're very ambitious. But yeah, they still think that air taxis are going to be a thing at scale by 2030 will be like, will cost $74 an air taxi versus a $65 taxi. And even cheaper, an autonomous taxi would cost only $10 and still... The the cheapest, the subway, would be $8 in New York City. It's just, I don't know. Why do they all overlook? Give us the fucking bullet trains. I know. Give us the bullet trains. Look, what I need all you to do, you all need to start buying Kathy Wood's underwear, her used underwear. Oh, to, to get us closer to the bullet train? If we want a bullet train, we have I'm, to start. Lord knows I'm doing it. I got a pile of her undies in my <laughs> closet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Because <laughs> because I, I this is this is how we get closer to the, the Tokyo infrastructure. We got to start small with buying the underwear from vending machines. It's the only way to get to bullet trains. Also in 2018, they predicted that the 3D printing market could grow to 65 billion dollars a year by 2022. That fell way short. Damn, McKinsey really thought it was going to fucking explode. Yeah, well, that's by 2025. Um, but uh, yeah, Arc predicted 65 billion by 2022, and I think last year it was only—I actually don't know. I think it was only like 12. Um, they also predicted—you don't need to pull up the image for this—but they predicted, oh yeah, 3D printing and robotics. Uh, is about seventy billion today. Well, that includes robotics, um, but so ge- uh, genome mapping was the other one. They predicted that by twenty twenty two or twenty yeah twenty twenty one I think would be a hundred dollars. It would it would cost a hundred dollars to get the, uh, your the whole genome. genome but as of last year, it was still like four hundred and thirty. So bullshit. I know. So my favorite thing is the ride hailing. Um, uh, the the current the so the current global GDP is eighty one trillion dollars right, and they're projecting that autonomous taxis could have more economic impact than any innovation <clears throat> in history by adding about twenty six trillion dollars. So about what is that? Uh, two four six. Uh, like a, a third, if I'm doing the math right, about a third of the current global GDP 
will be added. Autonomous ride hail could have more economic impact than any innovation in history, adding roughly $26 trillion to global GDP by 2030. That's because I don't know where the fuck they get this, but they're saying that it would be a $16 trillion productivity uplift. It would add $10 trillion in service revenue, $3 trillion economic gain from preservation of life. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, $1 trillion incremental autonomous car sales for a net gain of $26 trillion. That's What are all these losses? The Medical revenue? Is that because people are getting... Yeah, I guess. Fucking killed? Property repair, maintenance, fuel, insurance, and personal car sales. So they really, 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 really are banking on the robo-taxis. And I mean, I would love to see it happen because as much as we like to see and talk shit on... um like autonomous vehicles failing at, you know, driving down a tough street. They do excel in a lot of other areas and it's imperfect, but I think that, I think that within five years, it wouldn't be out of the question to have at least some part of the current highways and, and streets being, having a bullet good, trains, bullet trains being autonomous, like trucks, especially. I mean, yeah, I still wish I still like to drive. So you're not going to take that away from me ever. I'm going to drive. I like I never realized, you know, who's really into it? Who? Older people at Thanksgiving. No, they were talking about autonomous cars. Really? And they were like, I get nervous driving now. Mm. And if I could just get in an autonomous car and get taken right to my daughter's house. That'd be amazing. It'd be cool if you could uh, upload your personality to the autonomous car. So, just if you want to maintain your personality of your driving, you can train the AI to drive like you. <laughs> so you got an old person. Don't want to let go of all your personal flaws. Yeah, you can upload it right into the cloud, and the and the and the robot will drive your car just like you. I hope that they actually put like a robot behind the wheel, though. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, someone so you to could, talk to. Yeah, so you could still have someone to talk no to. No way, that's crazy. Yeah, so you're a robot? No way. Wow, yeah, no, that's that's crazy. That's cool. So, you, yo, you've been driving for like a year, huh? Oh. Do you get road rage? No, but I do get car sick if I'm in the passenger seat. Mm. I need to drive. That's why I drive us every time, because I get car sick. I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I can't read while I drive. Also the worst backseat driver. <clears throat> Me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, watch this up here. Yeah, I got it, Ben. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm hot. Now I'm too cold. Eh. <laughs> uh, to round it out, Kathy <laughs> arcs Bitcoin target because they're also very very they're bullish on a lot of things. AI. Wait, do we have that chart of what of Arc getting just fucking absolutely hammered because they're so? Well, I mean, we can just say Arc went from a high. Their flagship fund Arc, I I think Arc K went from 180 down to like 55 bucks or something. Because they're really tied up in growth. Stocks. Yeah, because they just she will buy things right when the IPO at full valuation. She was loading up on Coinbase in the four hundreds and into the three hundreds. She's she'll she'll buy Robinhood in the in the forties and now it's at like twelve. She just she'll just buy everything because she'll say that all these stocks are actually undervalued based on her five to ten year projections of these things, which is like okay, I get that, but. They might come down a lot more than what you think, so why not just be patient and wait? Because she's got a vision for the future, my man. She truly does. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're so they're believing also in in AI, gene editing, three D printing, and robotics. And I I'm I'm on board with that stuff. 
Uh, then her crypto targets. She thinks Bitcoin's going to hit a million per Bitcoin by 2030. A million per Bitcoin? Per Bitcoin. And then Ethereum, she thinks, is going to be worth $20 trillion in the next 10 years. That's not per Ethereum. Right. That's their market cap. And I had a fun story for you, actually. Um because uh, I was seeing that people are getting their .eth, their ETH domains, mm -hmm. and um, probably 10 years ago, sure. uh, .xxx domains came out. They were going to be for porn websites. It was yeah, going to be designated for porn. I was pissed because they overlooked the .com that was staring oh, right in the face. Oh, man, they sure did. It's like, they? guys, .com, .com. Dot it's com, right there. Yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking... I was I I was thinking way ahead and I was like, "Oh, you know what would be a great idea is to buy some Disney properties with the .xxx domain and then make just like a a basic landing page that makes it look like, you know, coming soon, C U M M I N G." Oh yeah. And force Disney to be like, "Listen, all right, we'll just buy this from you, so just don't, okay?" So I was already Alice in Wonderland was taken and like, you know, Snow White that they were all taken. I was like, what else is there? Who's the sexiest after Who's those? The, yeah. <laughs> Who's the sexiest after Who, those? And Pinocchio. Pinocchio.xxx was available and I bought it for like a hundred bucks. There's a little bit of sex appeal there. Oh, of course there is. The, like, the, Pinocchio the keeps lying to me. Yeah. Whoop. And is made of wood. So I had this whole game plan. I was, and I had a friend who worked at Disney, and I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna make a landing page. I'm gonna hire a graphic designer to make something look gross and have it say coming soon, Pinocchio.XXX. Disney will not want this to exist. They'll pay me five thousand dollars to take this down." Can you guess what happened? They were like, "We don't fucking care. Our founder was a Nazi." Close. <laughs> Nothing happened. I didn't hire a graphic designer. I owned Pinocchio.XXX for like two years, and yeah, so so went my ambitions. So went Pinocchio.com. Yeah. Did you hear they're uh, changing the, the seven dwarves? No. Oh. The seven little people? <clears throat> I don't know. Peter, Dinkler. Peter Dinklage came out and <laughs> don't. <laughs> it's funny, Peter Dinkler. <laughs> what did Peter Dinkler say? <laughs> He he was pissed because I guess they're rebooting Snow White. And they left him out. No. He was like, I don't know, pissed about their portrayal. Uh, and they were like, we're going to update it or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to uh, Tucker Carlson being like, Oh, yeah. This is, I can't fuck any of these. <laughs> I can't fuck any Put of these. Back. Put them back. <laughs> I used to want to fuck Dopey. Now look at him. Now he's lecturing me and, and, and telling me his pronouns. That's a reference to... Uh, the green Eminem? Yeah. Yeah. Just him screaming about... I would oh. still fuck the green Eminem in her chussy. <laughs> what? Her, her chussy? Chest? No, chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Chussy. Anyway, <laughs> so... That dovetails nicely into Crypto Corner, doesn't it? <laughs> crypto Corner. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin O'Leary, the guy from from <laughs> the guy from Mr. from Entourage, Mr. No, he's Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Oh yeah, yeah. He he made this TikTok because crypto has been. He posted this like yesterday because crypto has been um, uh, shit in the bed. And let's let's just watch it here. You it's, should go on Shark Tank. It's too good. And you should say, listen up, sharks. Wait, wait, wait. What look. if we buy all Disney properties? Dot XXX. I'm and then, listening. And then we 
we extort Disney. And I get a graphic designer, and he's getting real nasty with it, right? <laughs> we got the Disney logo, and it's just dripping with cum. <laughs> and they're like, sir, please leave. We put balls on the D, on the Disney D. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Just what? Okay, so that oh, was I love good. when he's got the guitar. He's got a shitty blue guitar with his own face on it. He's wearing his Netscape hat. Volatility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus, that's all he. What is the amp? What is this guy's worth? What like a, a billion dollars, and he can't get a better amp than whatever yeah, tr- five watt thing. He's truly, the amp in. they give you with like a kid's guitar set, where it's like just a shitty guitar, and like here we'll throw an amp in. Well, in the riffy plays. It sounds like he started playing guitar in lockdown. <laughs> and honestly, you're making progress. Hey, really, Kevin. look at his face. Look at his face. He's serving up a tasty lick. You gotta. This is his thing. He th- he makes these TikToks and then just captions his like thoughts on the market. Uh, so that's just I thought would be a fun little um intro on this. Volatility. Uh, then we got this great clip of Michael Saylor, the CEO, the, the like permable guy. Um, here we go. There's only one (laughs) useful thing that any of us can do every day when we get up. One thing that matters above all. That one thing is convince someone to convert some other form of property into Bitcoin. That's the only thing. We need to get him on the show. He would do it. All these people scare me. Yeah, but he seems really fun and crazy and entertaining. I want I want to talk to Michael Saylor. I think he'd be a great guest because he he'd probably educate us yeah. quite a bit. Because I mean, he's spent. He, I think they own his company. MicroStrategy owns over like ninety thousand bitcoins. Oh, before we get too far, what I wanted to shout out that uh, uh, the problem with NFTs by Dan Olson. The um, oh yeah, the YouTube the, video. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It's, it's, it's gotten quite popular, yeah. but it's, and it's very long. It's probably close to two and a half hours, but it's so good. He's very informative. Really just, it's so, it's really well researched. It is, he just takes kind of the whole crypto market to task and it's. Yeah. Speaking of NFTs. Really compelling. Did you know that Paris Hilton got a bored ape? I heard. Yeah. And then went on Jimmy Fallon. And it is probably the cringiest thing I've seen so far this year is Paris Hilton on, let's watch it, on, on, here she is. She looks great. I didn't know it was her. Yeah. She looks tan. Different, I'd say. She, yeah. She looks, but hey, celebrities reinvent themselves all the time. They sure do. And I say, yes. Okay. I know, I heard. I'm I, so happy I taught you what they were. You did. You taught me what's up and then I bought an ape. I got an ape, too, because I saw you on the show with people, and you said you got on MoonPay, so I went and I copied you and did the same thing. You did? Mm-hmm. This is your, this is your ape. Just yeah. absolute really cool. silence. Like the hat, the shades. Wow. Wow. Because wow. you can pick your, your, your ape. Yes, I was going through a lot of them, and I was like, I want something that like kind of reminds me of me, but I, I, this one, it's, it does. I think we, we made like another version of it where he, 
takes the hat off and blonde hair comes out. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, you can do whatever you want. They're going to animate him soon. We're part of the same, we're part of the same oh, community. We're yeah. both apes. Yeah, wow, part uh, of the same community. This is my ape. Yours. Yours is so cool. I love the red heart sunglasses. I love the captain hat. And it his shirt's got stripes. Me a little bit because I wear striped shirts. I've worn these heart sunglasses because my daughters, just as a joke, they have them, and I, as a joke, I put them on. So I've done this. <laughs> and I love Yacht Rock and being breezy. So I'm like, yeah. That All right. And I like the blue. All right. Look, so you wanna... got a monkey doodle? <laughs> I... I got my monkey doodle right here. I don't want to shit on Jimmy Fallon because you know I love seeing an absolute drunk succeed. <laughs> and I... Good for him. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got... He's got the money to pay $216,000. Is that how much his was? That's what people did a little research and deduced it would be. But the best thing is, what? You made a no, little no. face. It's, you I made just a little was, face. I'm just, this whole thing is just monkey doodles, man. Well, the best thing is, he he probably won't, but he could get into a little bit of trouble uh, with, with NBC. NBC and Comcast for a conflict of interest. And If he were to make money on that, yeah. it would be a conflict of interest, which I'm sure that they would punish him very, very uh, uh, heavily for. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they would. The head of Comcast is going to come down, pull his pants down, and spank his little hiney in front of a live audience. <laughs> his dirty little monkey butt. Yeah. <sighs> he's he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Hey, you know, you know what's a fun story? Mark Cuban started a drug company. This is kind of a f- fun story. I, I like know. it. I mean, I... I would buy my drugs from Mark Cuban. <laughs> If they're che- I'll buy them from wherever they're the cheapest, right? I Same. mean, so he's gonna, uh, it's like cost plus. He's it's gonna he's gonna sell them for the cost it is to make them. I think plus fifteen percent to okay. make a profit. That's reasonable. On that sounds reasonable. Fifteen I mean, percent is still a little high for life saving drugs, but uh, you know, yeah, I wish there was a, you know, I wish the U.S. government could do anything to make sure that that drug prices weren't sure unaffordable for Americans, but. If Mark Cuban is the one who has to do it, I'll take it, I guess. He's actually, it's, I'm pretty sure he's building a factory in Dallas to, to make their own generics. Emil, what's the name of this drug company? You know, we'd have to pull it up. It's, it's, uh, he, you know, you know, Mark Cuban. He's, he's a, he's all about He's branding. a businessman. Yes. He's a brander. And so he came up with a snappy, um, a snappy, Name. Name for the company, right? Yeah. And that Something is that abbreviates well. The Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company, right? So or, everyone can remember it, yeah. right? And I don't even have to look at the TV to remember uh, that it's the uh, MCCPDC, yeah. right? So, <laughs> and that's when you're just like a king of branding, you want to make sure people remember the people remember the mccpdc or the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company. So that inspired us. To start our own competitor drug company, which is the Trillionaire Mindset, Mindset Ben, ben and, and Emil's Wonderful, wonderful Discount Drug, drug Emporium. Emporium, or the, the T-M-E-B-E-W-D-E-C. C. So we should do a commercial for it. How would that look? Well, why did he put all these fucking letters? Who's gonna, yeah, the the come on down to the T M B. Fuck! Just give me 
one more take. Try it again. Try it again. Try it again. It's the TM, and that's why we're asking you guys to buy your drugs from the TMBE line. TMBE. I don't remember. I don't remember his either. Yeah, we still got a ways to go. We still need funding. So if anyone wants to seed us. Uh, hey, you know, I think he's making a push to run for president. Probably, I would vote for him. Twenty twenty four. I would vote for him. I, uh, oh, such it's so bleak that it's just going to be probably billionaire presidents from here on. I, I give us the Rock. Give us celeb presidents. More of those. No, yeah, please. come on, the Rock. I don't want it. He would go. He would just sing that song that he made, that rap song to no. other. He would go to NATO and be like. Uh, it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Mark Cuban. I don't want The Rock. I don't want Oprah. Okay, who would you want besides Bernie Sanders? If you had to pick a president, who would it be? Oh God, I don't even Come know. Come on, I'm standing right here, pal. No, I gave you my plan. I don't want any fucking joke presidents. That's the thing. Did you see? Although people Biden's need ta- humor. Biden's taking a. Did you see him call the uh, the the reporter a son of a bitch? Yeah. He's great. It's, and it's funny because I think people were like, oh, no, he's in tr-. People loved it. Yeah. And it's like. It's fun. If you're going to be a pat- bad president, at least do funny things, right? Yeah. That's why we all Stumble love, up some that's stairs. That's why we all love Trump. Yeah. Did you see that? The thing, the re- the Reigns Priebus story? Uh-uh. But I forgot that name. I hate him so much, but sometimes. Who is he? Reigns Priebus? I don't even know. That sounds like a name that you'd make up to lie to a cop. What's your name, son? Reigns <laughs> Priebus. <laughs> okay, here it is. Can I read it to you? You can read it to me, pal. When Rance Priebus was the White House Chief of Staff, President Donald Trump often subjected him to questioning about badgers, the state animal of Priebus's home state of Wisconsin. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> According to Sinking in the Swamp by Bailey Dees reporters Lachlan Marquet and Asawin Subasang, Trump asked Priebus if badgers are mean to people, how they work, and what they eat. <laughs> how do they work? <laughs> Trump, ah. Trump would raise these questions while Priebus was trying to brief him on domestic and foreign policy. <laughs> At one point, Trump reportedly also asked Priebus whether badgers have a personality. <laughs> or He's curious about them. Or if they are boring and he wondered if Priebus could show him pictures of badgers. What the fuck? Oh, that's so endearing. I know. I kind of love just this big baby. Like, what what are badgers like? <laughs> are they mean to people? How do they work? Are they show me show me a photo of a badger? <laughs> do badgers have personalities or are they boring? <laughs> Is that him asking Reince? Reince? He would call him Weince Priebus. Do you have pictures of badgers on your phone? <laughs> do you have games on your phone? Yeah, wow. That's fun. Hey, okay, so should we do this last story? Neuralink is starting human trials. They're putting they're putting chips in people's heads. Are we talking about Cooler Ranch? Are we talking about Garden <laughs> Salsa? Doribos? Sun Chips? Wait, can I can I ask you to say what you uh what you said when I asked you if we should cover this story? Yeah, I said I don't care. Let's just talk about it if they put it in someone. Let's just wait until someone's head explodes <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. It's probably, I mean, knowing Elon Musk being the trickster that he is, I'm sure he made it so that he can talk to the person via the chip in their head, the implant. Oh, it's oh, me. Oh, it's me. Can you, can you, can hear, you me? hear me? Can you hear me? So, well, oh, yeah, I can hear you, Elon. It, it seems to be working. 
great, great. Uh, uh. <laughs> what, what now? What else can I do with this thing? <laughs> well, we're going... He just updates them is, on what they're going through is, with Tesla. Is this just basically a microphone? For is you? that all it is? Yes. Uh, so we're working on the Cybertruck. Cybertruck is yeah, now... Yeah, I've heard. You can purchase Dogecoin. You can mine Dogecoin from your Cybertruck. Yeah, but what else can this thing do? Uh, well, you can hear, you can hear me, correct? Yeah. Okay, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys cut a hey, pretty what, big hey, hole into my I want my to run by you. You're a, normal, you're a normal person. Sure. I want to run by a tweet by you. Hey, okay, I was it. born 69 days after 420. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I don't know if I get it. Well, I'm going to tweet it anyway. <laughs> Are you guys going to be able to remove this microphone? Hey, what do you think about <laughs> what, what do you think about uh, Dogecoin? <laughs> okay, I fucking hate doing this. <laughs> All right, you know we're you know I didn't get very much sleep last night. Why? I just I woke up to pee and then I just couldn't fall. Dude, that sleep. happened to me too. You woke up to pee? No, no, no. I woke up just like feeling kind of bad, mm. and I thought it was like I thought I woke up before my alarm, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And I have a uh, <clears throat> I have a Google home next to my bed uh-huh for the sole i got it for free uh for the sole purpose of because when i look at my um when i look at my phone to check the time it just wakes me up yeah right? so and you say hey google what time is it i say okay google what time is it uh-huh and she tells me and so i asked her and i said okay google what time is it and she was like it's three three a.m and i was like holy shit sucks my brother played a great prank on my mom with her amazon echo like three halloweens ago he he said to the Echo, hey, hey, Alexa, set a reminder for 3 a.m. And it said, okay, what do you want me to remind you? And then he said, Vicky, there's blood everywhere. Oh, my God, there's blood. Where? Why is there so much blood? So at 3 a.m., the thing went off, and he had turned the volume all the way up. At 3 a.m., the thing goes off and goes, Vicky, there's so much blood. Blood everywhere. What? And she was terrified that is terrifying it's a good prank that is a good prank yeah i think i'll do it to her again this year well now she'll know yeah but it'll be nicer it'll be like happy halloween mom oh you'll do it on october 31st yeah <clears throat> two days after my birthday a nice little birthday surprise yeah so you woke up to piss couldn't get back to sleep i woke up to piss couldn't get back to sleep uh woke up to piss couldn't get back to sleep yeah so and i had a dream that i was grocery shopping so sucked i didn't want to go back to sleep i was like i don't want to go back to the store anyway that uh leave a comment like the video we gotta start saying this earlier i know uh, yeah i know do us a favor <laughs> kill your parents that comes later before you kill your parents don't do that don't do that that's a yeah. joke it's hyperbole <laughs> Smash the like button. Yeah. Not only smash it, tell all your friends to do it. Send it to them and say, hey, even if you don't watch it, at least hit the like button. So get everyone you know to hit the like button. Play it on as many devices as you have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Leave a comment. Hey, you want Nice some... ones only. Yeah, nice comments only. Nice comments only. Then move over to Spotify. Play it on Spotify as well. Damn, you are asking a lot. Review. Oh, yeah, review is good. Five stars only. Five stars only, because that's good. We like that. And um, follow us on socials. Follow us on socials. 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 Kill your parents, quit your job, shit your shit pants. pants. Thanks, for, thanks for tuning in. 
and keep your keep your chin We've up. We've got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming and up. And you'll find in the out next about couple it. weeks. You'll find out what we're talking about. Oh, uh, and go bid on the jar. Go bid on the jar. Thanks. Thanks. Love you. Bye.